0: Hello everyone! Happy New Year, and welcome back to another podcast. This is our first podcast of 2019, and we're going to be talking about moving interstate with Sam. Hi. So let's start by talking about why you moved interstate for uni.
1: Okay. So this is kind of a difficult thing to say without sounding like a dickhead, but. (laughs) So I moved to State to go to a drama school and it is like one of the better drama schools in Australia. So for quite a while, I knew that I wanted to move into State. Mm -hmm. So it was either to um, WAPA in Perth, which is where I did go, or to BCA in Melbourne, which is um, another course that is also quite a high caliber, but there isn't really an equivalent in Sydney. So I've known for a while that I did want to move into State. But um, I remember when I auditioned for the course at the end of November of 2017, what I was auditioning for was like a three-year bachelor. And they offered me that day an, um, a diploma. that was a one-year course. So at the time when they offered it to me, I didn't want it. But the official office didn't come out till December. So they said, spend some time to think about it. And so I did. I went away and I thought about it and I decided not to do it actually. Because I thought moving interstate for a year wasn't worth it. But then I got the call just saying I got in. And I was like, "Oh, maybe <laughs> yeah. it is. Like suddenly the reality of actually doing it, I realized that... It was an incredible opportunity at one of the best drama schools in Australia and it would be kind of stupid of me to turn it down just out of fear of not being in Sydney anymore. So yeah, yeah, it was mostly (laughs) opportunity mixed with like, yeah, just opportunity and like the chance that like I was offered that like it was lucky for me to get in like it was like like probably like a fluke like it depends on the day and on the mood of the people so I thought I've got to do it like.
0: Yeah and so you were scared of the thought of moving Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Because yeah. well, at the time, I thought I decided not to do the course because, you know, like, it's not best for me. But then, like, looking back, I was obviously just scared to move. Yeah. And then once I did decide to move, I was, like, terrified for, like, months up to, like, leading up to when I moved. Like, it was definitely, like, a horrifying decision So you found move.
0: yourself making, like, excuses where, like, it's not good for me and stuff. But it was, like, I'm scared to
1: move. Absolutely. That was at like, the core. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was, like, oh, maybe it's not a good course. Maybe this, maybe that. But it was always just came down to moving the theater, and it yeah. is scary because you're leaving Absolutely.
0: your family you're leaving your comfort have a lot more responsibility which we'll talk about mm. so the first thing I want to talk about is your living situation mm-hmm. how that all worked so I know that you moved to a share house yeah and you sort of got to pick the people you lived with yes like you met them before you moved in mm-hmm. sort of thing but what are the challenges of moving in with people that you don't necessarily that aren't like your best friends that you
1: don't know well. well yeah i pretty much moved in as a stranger like we'd spoken over facebook but we yeah the first day i met them properly was my first day oh, living wow. there okay, yeah. yeah because i like i didn't have an opportunity to see them otherwise because they all live in perth and i lived <laughs> in sydney so um it was um it is challenging because um it's you've got to get so used to things yeah like it's a matter of kind of like acclimatizing to a new environment sort of because <laughs> when you live at home it's so easy to just like get in a routine and do whatever you want because like it's either your parents or your siblings so you kind of just like be really relaxed whereas like it was different because it's like when you share a kitchen like when you clean you've got to like when you cook I mean you've got to clean it up straight away and like you've got to clean like you've got to make sure you don't make a mess anyway you've got to like leave all the spaces free like you can't just leave your laptop hanging around in the living room if you want to use it later like you want to make sure it's good for everybody Mm -hmm. as well so
0: it's like coexisting with other people yeah
1: so it's like yeah, it's kind of like trying to make it your own space still, but also knowing that it doesn't just belong to you. you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Wow, yeah. And do you think it was... Do you? Did you guys, like... I guess there's, like, this sort of, like, fantasy that you live with people, like, your roommates, and then you're all best friends, and you all, like, yeah. you know, have, like, mm. parties together. And <laughs> yeah. Did you find that happened, or was it more like, oh, yeah, we live together, we say hi,
1: but we do our own thing? That was definitely a challenge for me, because moving in... They'd all been living together for years, right. and they all did the same course at uni together. Whereas I was in a different course also to them, they were, okay, and I was quite a bit younger. So moving in, I was definitely like an outsider. But I ended up finding quite a lot of comfort in that because I, um, you know, I um, had found other friends in other ways. Mm-hmm. And sometimes going to drama school, like I could get so exhausted after a long day. So it was kind of refreshing to just be like live in a home with people that I I liked, but I was I wasn't obligated to have a long chat to them if I didn't feel like it right, or if yeah. I was tired, I could just not speak to anybody and I could just like yeah. be in my own world, which was, I think quite um, calming for me. Like I th- when I moved in, I wanted to be best friends with them, but I think I realized what was best for me was to have that time to recharge and be by myself. Mm-hmm. So even though I was living with these other people, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't necessarily forced to be best friends with them and have conversation with them all the time. Sort of right. Thing.
0: And was it like, so everybody had their own bedroom
1: yeah, so we all but had our own bedroom. bathrooms,
0: bathroom and kitchen were shared.
1: Yeah, so we yeah. had two bathrooms between four people and then one kitchen, one living area and a dining space that we right. shared. Right, okay. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and at the, did you feel like it took some time to get used to, to being with
1: Definitely people, not <laughs> your family? Kind of things like, if you all want to cook dinner at the same time, you can't because it's yeah. one kitchen. So it's or a if you
0: just, like sometimes I've been like, made dinner and be like, I'm not doing the dishes now, I'm just going to eat. And then I sleep Absolutely. and then I wake up. But then you can't just leave a big mess for exactly. somebody else. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And it's also like, yeah, there was, we had a kitchen table, a uh, um, dining table and like an outside table. So it was like, whoever got which one first was like, oh, they got was, that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. kind of like, so like you had to like race if you wanted to eat breakfast outside. It was like, got to get there. Oh, really? I mean, we could have sat together <laughs> and spoken, but it was kind of like, no, I don't want that. Oh,
0: wow. So it was more like just four people. In, in your experience four people coexisting yeah, yeah in a space we did
1: speak and we did like get to know one another yeah but it was more like
0: you were best friends no yeah and
1: even like possibly i wouldn't use the word friends i would say definitely like acquaintances and we liked one another but um especially for me it was more like yeah i would just coexist
0: were you scared of moving with pe- moving in with people that you didn't necessarily know
1: i was yeah i was quite scared of that um well, yeah, especially, like, that first day when I, like, rocked yeah. up with my, like, two suitcases, like, sweating. I just got off the plane. I smelled disgusting. And yeah. I felt awful because off the plane. And then, like, you walk in and there's just three strangers, like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And it was very, like, wow. Like, yeah. this is... And it's stuff, like, yeah, I just didn't want to leave a bad impression. I didn't want to... Um, I didn't even know but yeah it was it was very daunting. I
0: think serious. it's scarier because you walk in and you're not like oh this is going to be over in 20 minutes you're living with these people. Exactly. For quite yeah a while. like being yeah. at
1: like a party <laughs> yeah. is terrifying enough yeah, that yeah. like oh no I have to live with you. Yeah, it's very, That yeah. is scary
0: cuz I've heard some like horror stories of people moving in and then having a roommate that was it was des- was a, oh, was a disaster or people like I'm I'm pretty sure did it didn't work for you in a way that like everybody got their own food and yeah, yeah and then like the roommate would just take like all the other roommates' food, and it would just be like a disaster. Mm. So I think that's always a
1: scary. Definitely, yeah. I got so lucky that no one was like yeah. that. Yeah, which is like maybe I was that. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, like everyone so. their nightmare stories. No, making... I don't
0: think so. I think, and then I know some people who would only move in with friends because mm. they're afraid they don't know the person and they can't move in with someone they don't know.
1: I definitely m- like for most of my life. Do you feel like that? I always thought yeah. if I was to move out, I would move out with friends. But then. It, like I realise that that's like, something I literally couldn't do. moving. Yeah, London. I feel I like know you know. were forced yeah. to
0: move in with people that you didn't know. And what made you choose a share house over... Did your uni have...
1: We had student accommodation, So what yeah. made you
0: choose the share house over the...
1: It was a combination of things. Um, it was mostly actually, um, because I was from Sydney, my course coordinator was so lovely and she would often like for all of January before I moved, she like keep in touch with me and help me like make sure I was on track to be moving into Perth oh, and wow. stuff like that, yeah, really which was really wonderful. So um, she recommended to me. She said it's best for you to live in a share house. Yeah. And it was for like a number of reasons, mostly because it's a lot cheaper to live in a share yeah. house than it is to live at uni because when you're living in student accommodation, you're not paying bills and anything. So the uni often overcharges just in case you happen to like somehow use like a thousand dollars electricity. That will yeah. make sure you're <laughs> right, they're not right, losing right. money. Whereas for us it was just you pay your rent and then we split the bills four ways whenever they came through, which ends up being I was paying about half of what my friends who were living in student accommodation wow. were paying, yeah, which is so handy. And also it was really um I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but when you are living interstate for uni, it's so easy to feel like you do nothing but go to uni and like all of your yeah. friends are uni friends. So it was really nice to have to be removed from that environment because um it was yeah it was nice to be able to go to uni and then say okay, now I'm going home. And it was yeah. so nice to have And it was two different worlds. things. Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: Yeah. That's definitely... I, I definitely like that where... Because my uni's in a totally different area to my suburb. Absolutely. And to just be in my suburb, like even if I'll have a day off or on the weekend, I'll be like, mm-hmm. I just want to stay in this suburb, walk around, go on a walk, whatever. And yeah. it's so nice to not be in that environment. Definitely. Cause you I, love both environments, but you need a break from each one. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. And my uni was like very... Hour, like very intensive, many contact hours and everything. So I think if I was living there, I would have had like a breakdown. I yeah, yeah, because
0: it's uni, and then you go home and it's uni. Exactly, uni people you and talk like about, about uni. Yeah. yeah, no, I do, I do see how that works. And did you feel like you kind of got to know Perth a bit better because you weren't like in a bubble?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I um, I wasn't living that far from uni. I was only like like a few k, like five ks. But yeah. even then, it was very like. I got to, when I had to go to the city, it was like a different bus to going to uni yeah. and all that. Where, so I had all these, I would be like catching public transport or I was riding my bike a lot. So just through virtue of that, I got to know so much more of Perth as opposed to yeah, being in this one, like two kilometer radius between the <laughs> house and uni. Because a lot actually.
0: of people are like, you know, they'll go to uni and then they'll go back to their dorm or whatever, mm. their room, and then they'll go to uni and then they might just go to the shop like two k's away and then be back and that would be like their life exactly yeah much more spread out yeah you would yeah going more places
1: definitely
0: right the other thing uh, What are the benefits like what did you learn from living with other people
1: okay um well definitely like the first thing is to go from being in high school which is like a structured environment with your parents very structured to like then be living on your own it's just such a blast (laughs) it's like so nice (laughs) to really be able to do what Whatever
0: you, you want to do, and, and you don't like, need to tell like a hundred people that exactly.
1: You're you don't need like, mom, I'll be out, I'll be home. Then you can literally just, like, no, you have no responsibility to anybody, which yeah. I found, yeah, it's just so very like calming. And just it's nice to be in control in that way. Like, yeah, if you're out at uni and someone says, Hey, do you want to like come over to my place? You don't have to, like, be like mom, I'm out, can I yeah. go out and stuff like that. It's very just like I could do it and know that nobody was waiting at home for me, like, I knew that I could do. Whatever I want, so you weren't, yeah, res- yeah, you weren't
0: answerable to someone at home or exactly. even, even if you didn't need to tell your parents, you don't want, you wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, they'd be so worried. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously,
1: like, even though like, at home, like I'm 18, my parents aren't going to like control my life, but they still want to know what I'm up to yeah. and know when I'll be home. Whereas... And if you're
0: expected at 10 PM yeah. and then you're not home until the next day, they'll they be concerned. Yeah. yeah.
1: Whereas like, yeah, living alone, you can really just have your life in your hands, which yeah. is really nice. That,
0: yeah. 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 Okay, I want to talk about responsibility. So we've Mm -hmm. sort of touched on it. Yeah. But I think responsibility sort of goes from zero to 100. Absolutely. When you're moving. Like you were just talking about bills, which is something (laughs) hopefully no high school student is worrying about. Exactly. So how do you think, what kind of responsibility did you gain? What responsibility did you gain that you felt like, oh, I didn't have that before? Yeah, like
1: you said, it's very 0-100 to from not only living at home, but being in high school to then have to live alone, which is like. It's obviously all of like the usual things. Like now I'm getting groceries. Now right, I'm yeah. paying bills. I have to do my own washing and all of that. I'm cleaning the house on my own, which was very um. That's like the obvious stuff you think about, but it's also a matter of knowing when to do those things as well, which is yeah. quite different. Like when am I supposed to clean the bathroom? Like how often should I be like doing my washing and stuff like right. that? You have sort to of, like discover. Yeah, on your own. and
0: like what day are you supposed to like? Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah Yeah. exactly it's like is it broom? like should i get out the broom or do i sweep something up like when do i dust things like it was very yeah it was without someone telling me like go mow the lawn sam or go clean your windows yeah to actually like think about like what i think that was a difficult thing to acclimatize to, and like obviously doing groceries you have to figure out like how much is enough how much is too much and then that took a while to get used to and then there's other stuff like i suppose like you don't think about it when you move out but like when you start to get sick, you've got to be able to make sure you can, like, take right. care of yourself and, yeah. like, like buy the right vitamins or make sure you're, like, eating the right foods and, like, eating healthy and staying in bed and resting yourself. Whereas, like, you have... Yeah, you don't have anyone to, like, help take care of you, which is very Right. Different. And you like, don't
0: have anyone to, like... I feel like the other thing that you gain is you get to make a lot more decisions definitely by yourself like mm-hmm. you don't get to be like oh do you like mum or dad or brother or sister or whatever do you think I'm sick like do you think I shouldn't go today do you think I should stay in exactly. bed it's your choice you really and then you've to got to be yourself. happy with what you've the choice you've made yeah, you've if got you've got to... chose to stay in bed then you're staying in bed yeah, yeah exactly
1: and you've got to decide like should I go to the doctor should I do this it's a very like you need and yeah there not your mum saying like oh you're sick go to the doctor or (laughs) saying you've got to go to school like you're not sick enough to stay home it's stuff you have to really like understand I think yeah like understand Understand yourself more and know what's actually going on with you which is very very different so
0: there's no one to just ask for an opinion yeah
1: yeah. and obviously like I've got my friends and stuff but they're also like random 18 year old kids so it's like they don't know like they know as well as I do so it's very yeah you've got to really like get to know yourself
0: did you find yourself having like crisis crises or like um, mental breakdowns
1: oh all the time but that's kind of just me <laughs> that's like
0: like about living like obviously um, is a, a mental yeah. breakdown in itself <laughs> but like about like the responsibility or living or being like i don't know what i'm supposed to make for dinner tonight or like
1: it does get like a bit i it took me a while to just like force myself to go grocery shopping all the time like that was a big like, I was like i don't want to do it and i yeah. hate it and yeah stuff like i would always be like when you, like, when should I do groceries? Like, because obviously, financially, you've got to, like, figure it out as well. So that right, yeah. So, like, eating, like, a muesli bar for lunch, <laughs> and it's like, Sam, like, what is going on? Like, why is my life a mess? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it does, you, like, can get pretty hard on yourself. Like, oh, why am I sick now? Like, why am I not eating enough yeah. fruit or vegetables or whatever? And it is hard like that. And a lot of it was also about, like, making sure, like, like, I didn't want to, like, disappoint my roommates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, often, like not often, like twice, they'd be like an ant infestation. I was like, is this my fault? Like, yeah. why can't I keep a home? Like, what's yeah. wrong with me? It's like that. And, um, but yeah, it was, you get used to it. Like, obviously the start, was a lot harder. And then, because you're just in the deep end. Yeah. But then after a while, you do get used to it.
0: I feel like there are things you don't even think of. Like, for me, the whole food thing is just not an issue. Yeah. Like, my life is like, work, like, work for, like, my own purse, like, whatever I need, and then uni, and then I'm organising my day with, like, seeing friends or Mm -hmm. whatever, but going grocery shopping is not on my list, so to then kind of, like, bring that in,
1: yeah,
0: and I don't even know what day you're supposed to, that's so true, what day you're supposed to, like, wash your clothes,
1: (laughs) I don't know, it was very, like, Yeah, like, every once in a while I'd, like, realise I haven't done a load of, like, whites in four months. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where did that white t-shirt go in the bottom of my hamper? Yeah. Or, yeah, and things like, yeah, grocery shopping very much, like, realising, like, what do I need to eat? Like, Mm. am I getting enough sustenance? Like, what is it that, like... Like, obviously, because, like, you go out and, like, I want to eat this for dinner, so I'll Mm. get that. And you've got to think about, like, what are the things I need to have in my body? And am I getting all of them? Right. And all of that sort of stuff. Did you
0: find... Did you cook a lot?
1: Um, not too often. What I tended to do was I'd get probably like two meals that served four people, two to three. And so I'd cook about two or three times a week and i right. just like eat leftovers. eat leftovers and freeze stuff yeah. and a lot of meal prep as well. Cause I was, um, at uni during night hours, I'd be like having right. my dinner during the day. So I'd cook, yeah, probably two or three times a week and then just have leftovers and meal prep and all that. Wow. It's yeah. like a
0: whole routine that you just have to get yourself into. It is
1: Definitely. And at first it was so confusing. But then, yeah, once you get into it, it's like nothing.
0: Right. The other thing, and I think this sort of comes under responsibility, was, like, with money and managing money. So you went, again, zero to 100. You went from just being in high school and maybe, like, you. some people might have had, like, a part-time job they got some Mm -hmm. money from or they were getting, like, money from their parents or whatever. But the bulk of, like, your like your, the things that you need to take care of yourself at a basic level, like food, water, exactly. what you've done by your parents, hopefully. So what? how did you find like managing money? Did that like stress you out?
1: Um, it did occasionally because I'm a naturally very unorganised person. So at the start of the year, I was kind of like, oh yeah, like at, at this point in my life, I've got enough money to do this thing, but I didn't yeah. think in forward planning, like when are my bills going to come through? Because like, that's the thing, you can think your budget's going really well for the week but then suddenly the bills come through you're right and they're not they're higher than you expected or you just forgot they ever came through on that sunday so it's very like it's very you do have to think but you do have to budget which is um confusing and it's like it's
0: hard for someone who's just come out of
1: yeah high school and it's one of those things where like even some weeks like your groceries can just even if you're getting pretty much the same stuff they can fluctuate like twenty dollars like one week they're fifty one week they're seventy and that can like really change everything and like how the week goes is completely like turned around by yeah. what groceries you've gotten or like yeah when what bills came through because like sometimes electricity was really high sometimes it was gas so depending on like when those came through and how they were it changes like all of what you can do and yeah. I think it's the, yeah and at the start of the year I was just so used to yeah in high school I had my own money but I wasn't spending that on electricity and I was spending grocery. it on groceries and so, bills and so, yeah, and, yeah I'd be like Oh, I've got enough money to go out for lunch with my friends. But then you do it. And then you realize, no, I don't. Because yeah, now- yeah.
0: So before you had like, if you, like hypothetical amount of hundred dollars. You had a hundred dollars in high school and you were like, I'm going to use this to like get coffee, yeah, eat lunch with my friends, watch a movie. Definitely. But then now you're like, okay, I need something, <laughs> the water bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to get some groceries. Right. Right. So it becomes more like first step is to survive where I think the survival thing mm-hmm. was taken care of. Definitely. For you. Before you moved out. Yeah. Wow, I never thought of that. That's very interesting. And I think the other thing I wanted to talk about was like loneliness and stuff. So this kind of moves away from isolation. But I'm right in saying you didn't know anyone. Yeah, You didn't know anyone when you moved Mm -hmm. to Perth. In the first, let's say, month, two months, how did you find that? Because I know Sam, for everyone listening, is a very (laughs) social person and very outgoing Mm -hmm. and loves... I know you love your hanging out with your friends and being around people. So how did it go from, and you have all that in Sydney. So how did you go from that to the first few months where it was kind of like, "Oh, I don't know anybody.
1: Yeah. I think I was really lucky because I was saying this to you earlier, but my course, the way it was structured was kind of like primary school. So it was like, there was 26 of us who were together all the time. We were like the same class always. It was always all of us. So you could very easily and very quickly become friends with people like Mm -hmm. that. So I did have my friends and I only moved to Perth about two days before my course started. Oh, wow. So I pretty quickly had these friends. And I was like, okay, great. These are my people. But then obviously there's still issues where the course that I moved to, most people were from Perth. So there became the isolation wherein like... They had yeah, yeah, They were all... They were my only friends and they were all the friends I had. Whereas for them, they like obviously appreciated my time, but they were seeing me at uni. So they prioritized outside of uni hours, they prioritized seeing their other friends. So it was kind of like, even though I had these friends... sometimes you'd feel as though like you've got nothing to do and like all of your social life hangs on these people who have other things going on, which of course they do because it's not their fault at all and they're not neglecting me but they've also just, they have friends from Perth and they've got family in Perth so they have other things they need to be doing whereas for you it's very like you feel like you're depending on them to make your, like to have friends and it's, yeah, that can be quite isolating and quite dividing when you Mm -hmm. feel as though, yeah, like your social life hangs on people who have other things to do
0: right so were the majority of your course students from Perth yes right so then you felt like because they had already seen you at uni for seven hours yeah that they wanted to go home and be with their family or mm-hmm. yeah whereas you were stuck in yeah. your share house
1: yeah so it was kind of like yeah they'd go home to their family or see their high school friends that they hadn't seen in ages whereas for me it was like I get that I saw you at uni for seven hours <laughs> you're my, my only friend like, yeah I still want to see you again <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's all I've got So what did
0: you do in those times? What did you find yourself doing? And how did you kind of, like, overcome that loneliness?
1: um, I think it was a matter of just, like, coming to terms with it and just learning to understand my situation. And, Mm -hmm. like, because at the end of the day, my uni was so... had so many contact hours and we were there all the time that, like, I was getting, like, enough socialisation out of that anyway. And, of course, I was seeing friends outside of those hours as well. And it became a matter of, like, eventually I did, like... I just watch a lot of Netflix at first, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. It was just, like, feeling the time at home that I yeah. had. Uh, but eventually, like, you do have that... You would find a core group of friends. And I found friends through... Friends of friends at uni. And mm-hmm. eventually, there was, like, a group that I... Like, we all wanted to see each other quite a lot. So it became right. less of an issue as time went on.
0: Right. And how did you find... I guess this is not because you were only there for a year. Yeah. It, less related to you. But mm-hmm. in general or... I guess your advice for other people, how did you find like your immersion into Perth? For example, like somebody maybe moving to another state and looking to be there for a long period of time, like over five years or looking to be there permanently. Mm -hmm. How did you find your experience in like settling in? Did you feel Um, like you were like, Oh, I'm from, I could be like from Perth now.
1: I think, yeah, after a year, like I couldn't be completely, like, from Perth, but I did yeah. the, you, I did get quite familiar with it, and I knew a lot of places, and I think the key to that is, like, just, like, say yes to every opportunity you get mm-hmm. given. So, like, if someone's going to this beach, just tag along. If they invite you, just say, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Because, like, at the end of the day, that's the only way you can see places as well. It's very much, like, yeah, I think it's about just making sure, like, you do experience the things that you can. Like, mm-hmm. even if, like even if you don't really want to just like if someone's going out for drinks at a place you haven't been before maybe just go and just so you can like experience what it's like and sort of right I think that was very much like the key for me is that like I would just start to say yes to more things because even if I wasn't exactly in the mood it's you do you get to see so much more of Perth and you it's so comforting to feel at home where you're living so I think it's important to make yeah make sure you do acquaint yourself with places and make sure Mm. you do take opportunities that can make you feel more at home
0: Right, and did you ever find that you were like homesick? And when I say that, I mean that in two ways. So obviously, friends and family is one, mm-hmm. and the other would be like just the place, like the city. Sydney is obviously where you've been yeah. for seventeen, eighteen years of your life. So did you ever find yourself feeling that
1: way? Um, at times, definitely. Like, um, especially with friends and family, it was I did miss them so much, yeah. and it's one of the, especially like when I first came or when I'd go away for holidays back home and then I'd come back, come you back. like realize what you're missing out on. Yeah. And it is, yeah, you do feel that. And there's not really much you can do about that at the end of the day. And it is difficult. But I also, yeah, in terms of the, um like, actual city of Sydney compared to the city of Perth, it did, like, especially because Perth is a much smaller city than Sydney. And the population. Often, yeah, yeah. And often people, when they're moving interstate, do get an experience that because they're going somewhere for uni where often the place is more, like, uni-oriented or whatever. Yeah. So, and I think... Yeah, as, like, an outgoing person as well. Like, oh, there aren't enough clubs or this or that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because, and you are outgoing, which is very, I think it's very hard to be super outgoing and super involved in, like, all these different things and be with your friends as you are. And then go to somewhere where it's, like, the population's less, you don't know anybody, Mm -hmm. there's no friends or family that you're close with and then suddenly like you're in a different yeah. like, space and
1: I was like yeah there's no nightlife there's none of yeah. this, like, all these things that I got I'm so used to in Sydney we didn't like there was less of it and of course I missed that but then at the same time you do learn to appreciate what you're around
0: yeah and what Perth has to offer yeah
1: something that I've said you. a lot to people who like ask me oh like do you like Perth and I'd say like I think at the end of the day as a city I prefer Sydney but like it's about... the place is about, like, the people you're with, not yeah. really about the place. So if you manage to, like, find your people and you have fun with them no matter what, and I think that's eventually what I, like, discovered, that, like, even though it wasn't, like, as cool as Sydney or, like, this beach was less nice than the beach I always go to, was yeah. like, if you're with the right people, you're going to have fun and you're going to enjoy right. yourself. Right.
0: And I think it's just all about where you're from. Yeah, like,
1: definitely. it's
0: very... I know it's very difficult to... Just be like, oh, you've been Sydney for 17 years, but now you have to like Perth. And now you have to just get used to Perth and put Mm -hmm. you in a box. Like, obviously that 17 years is not going to come quickly and easily to you. And you're not going to get that sort of, yeah. So you just sort of, I think the best, I think the like really best advice that you gave was the say yes to everything. And that helps you open doors instead of just sitting in your room and being homesick or being upset mm. about where you are instead like going out, exploring. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's
1: definitely. Yeah. If you just like let yourself like go and just do what you can. Mm-hmm. And it's also like a great way to discover new things about yourself as well. Like you might right. think that's what I was I'm say not the yes. kind of person who likes to do this. And, but you just, if you just say yes, cause you want to. And like you eventually realize like maybe I do enjoy this and maybe right. with these people, this is the sort of thing that I would never have done if I was at my comfort in my home. But now that I'm out of home, and I'm trying to experience new things like you learn a lot about yourself and you learn what you enjoy and what you don't I think. right
0: and how do you think you have changed as a person from this experience I think uni changes people yeah definitely but you've also done uni and moved yeah how do you think as just as an individual you've changed I definitely
1: think I've just like grown up quite a bit I think yeah. I've really like matured it's because it's so easy to think you like Understand everything about like when you graduate high school and you're like, yep, I know what it's like. I know everything. You've been through it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. then you like you do realize like there is like when you're paying bills and you're doing all this, you realize how yeah like have like you realize like, the difficulties of life and you start, start to realize like yeah, I've realized what I appreciate about things and also mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I'm more of, like an adult version of myself now and right. I think as well with the isolation, you get to know yourself a lot more because you get to really realize like what like why am I feeling this way in this moment? Like, what do I want to be doing with my time? Mm-hmm. Why am I like, I can't really describe it, I guess, but it's sort of like, yeah, when you're on your own, you really have to like go inward to like discover things, but like, you have to like, to like enjoy yourself. Sometimes when you're alone, you really got to like think about things. And it's right. like, I think, yeah, I really learned a lot about myself this year just through being in a more like uncomfortable experience. I've learned like what challenges I enjoy, what challenges I don't. And that really has like informed who I am, mm-hmm. I would say.
0: Wow. And I wanted to ask you, like, your friendships and relationships in Sydney. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, family is family and yeah. you are always going to be close. But um, your friends in Sydney, how did you deal with, A, keeping in touch mm-hmm. and, B, sort of, like, FOMO? Like, when they were hanging Absolutely. out and you were, yeah. you were in Perth and you were doing your thing. How did you deal with that? Were you afraid that you were going to lose friends?
1: I was. I think a scary thing was sort of, like, what I thought to myself was... I've got these friends who we've all been like, we've been this group of friends for six years in high school. Yeah. But now they've just got this year together to get closer and closer. Yeah. And you're not going to be
0: there for for a lot of it.
1: Exactly. So it was kind of like, I was terrified that while they'll get even closer, I sort of not getting more distant from them, but I'm going to remain the same as I did at the end of year 12, whereas they've all grown and changed. And I haven't seen them to grow and change. And that was something I was really scared about. But um, luckily I think you do realize like when you're good friends with somebody, You're good friends. And that's not gonna change. But also, like on the opposite side of the coin, I did realise some people I didn't really like need to stay in contact with, I think. Mm -hmm. Like when you are like not in the same city, like the only way you can stay in touch is through calls and messages and stuff like that. You go to real you realise, like, do I really like this person and is like all of this staying in touch worth it? And like if it feels difficult, you kind of realise maybe this isn't like for me. And maybe I should focus more on the friendships that I do want to keep. Mm-hmm. Which is something definitely.
0: And it's well. also like the effort that you have to put in to mm-hmm. keep in touch. We were talking about this earlier, but it is really hard to like, it is. you have so many friends, especially from high school, you're all on different paths and it's hard to keep in touch with people definitely. on a regular basis. So to put in that effort, you've really got to both, it's got to go both ways and both people exactly. have to be like wanting to continue the friendship. Yeah. And yeah. if
1: you want to maintain a strong friendship for some people, it kind of, hinders you to have like 19 different people you're trying right. to keep in touch with. Whereas like you could focus your energy on making sure you're staying friends with this close group that you really like, right. which is something that I found definitely.
0: And FOMO is something. FOMO. FOMO. Yes. The good old FOMO. So obviously your friends aren't going to, um, I think something pe- people, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a group of friends and you might be great friends, but obviously your friends aren't just going to sit at home for seven months oh, while you're overseas Definitely. and then, or not overseas, sorry, interstate, overseas, whatever. And mm. then when you come back, they're going to be out and about again.
1: Absolutely. I think, um, my first like real FOMO experience was, um, Mardi Gras when it came around at like early March. Right. Cause I'd only moved to the end of February okay. and that was like my favorite thing to do in Sydney. And I was like, it, we didn't have it in Perth. And it was like just as I just moved there, so I didn't have that many close friends. And I was sitting at home like, oh, like I wish I was there. And some of my good friends were out. And that was something that was really difficult. But then mm-hmm. eventually you get to learn. Because like, when I came back for the first time to Sydney, um, a friend said to me, she was like, oh, um, sometimes I think like, oh, you're Perth friends. You look like you're having so much fun together and all that. And you right, realize yeah. it's a two-way street. So while I'm sitting at home like, oh, no, they're going out. At the same time, I'm having amazing experiences with other people as well. So... Well, I know missing out on this specific person, going to this fun thing. Like, you've got to remember that, like, you're also doing so many great things, and you can't just, like, limit yourself to, like, jealousy for somebody else's mm-hmm. experience. You've got to really appreciate, mm-hmm. like, the great things that are happening to you.
0: Right. And I think yeah. one thing you did say is, like, being confident in your friends that, you know, they're not going to sit at home for six months and not do anything yeah. and not have a social life themselves. But that doesn't mean they're not your friend, or they yeah, don't want to exactly. hang out with you. Yeah, and right. just
1: know that, like, yeah, even though they're out without you, if you were in Sydney, they'd probably want to <laughs> yeah, not Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're yeah,
0: just not. Exactly. And people can't just stop their lives for a year Absolutely. and do nothing and wait for you. Yeah, and yeah. I think
1: keeping in contact's important with that as well because it can be overwhelming to come back home and then to be like, oh, yeah, surprise, like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this right. happened, and you feel so left out. But if you do stay in touch... You knew that. ...and you know what's regularly. going on, you don't right. feel like you're an outsider. You feel like you are still... Yeah, and it's not overwhelming to then come back to something Mm -hmm. that you feel isolated from. You feel like you're still a part of it.
0: Right. Okay. I want to hear your top three tips for someone moving interstate in Australia for uni.
1: Okay. So, ooh, I'd say number one is definitely budget. You have to make sure. (laughs) Learn to budget. Learn to budget. Make sure you're spending the right amount of money on the right things. And like budgeting can be like budget for what you enjoy as well. Don't just do what everyone says to do. If you want to go out and see a movie every week, do that, but put it, like, make sure you budget your life around that. Right. And I guess my second thing would probably be, yeah, say yes to everything. Make sure, like, make sure you're getting the most out of your experience Mm -hmm. because there's no point moving into state, to stay at home for three years, get a degree, then go back. Like, then go back. You should, while you're somewhere else, experience the best things that that place has to offer. Mm -hmm. And then I guess my third thing would be to just, um, Try and, like, trust yourself and trust in yourself that no matter what's going on, no matter what your friends are doing in, back at home, or no matter, like, who you're talking to in your new home, mm-hmm. just know that, like, everything is happening for a reason and everything right. is okay. So try not to get too caught up in self-doubt or in isolation or loneliness and just appreciate what's going on.
0: Right. And did you find that you learned all this? this is very deep advice. Did you find <laughs> that you learned all this stuff by doing like by being there or did someone sit you down and be like okay these are the things you like budgeting this is how you do it or did you find that you kind of figured had to figure that out
1: mostly i did figure it out uh, funnily enough actually in my course we did have a unit on budgeting oh. and how to, <laughs> yeah just because wow. um, it was about like yeah how to make sure that you are when you go into the industry which isn't a very high high paying industry for me to make sure that you are like do have enough financially. Wow, but that's it's, really good. I think all right. questions should do that. How good is that? That's so but good. <laughs> even with that, it's, you do have to just, like, know yourself. Because even yeah. though I had this advice about budgeting, it ended up being what you learn from just doing it is right. so much more valuable because you actually... Yeah, because you can it's do the budget. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can do the budget they tell you to do, but if that's not what you want and not, yeah. if it's not making you happy, it's just a waste of time. So you've got to actually really, like... Yeah, the best way to learn these things is just by, like experiencing things and realising what you like, what you don't like, and just continuing to make choices that will make you happier.
0: I right. Guess. And how to like do what you want but compromise. Because I know like, for example, if you're particular about the food you eat and yeah. you want to eat like health foods and fruit and vegetables mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, that's expensive. Hel- like health foods and fruit and vegetable is that would cost you a lot more than just getting like frozen meals or whatever. Absolutely. So to make that work for you I mean, if you're buying health foods, you have to have to cut from somewhere else. Exactly. So I guess that yeah, takes just, a while.
1: It takes a while to figure out like yeah. Yeah, what you're willing... Because you do have to sacrifice some things from your earlier life living at home right. once you move out of home. Because, yeah, you can't live the exact same life because mm-hmm. it's just not affordable. Mm-hmm. So you do have to decide what things do I care about and what things do I want to spend money on and what things am I willing to not enjoy as much so that I can still... So I, don't, so I don't starve to death, pretty yeah. much. Like. So you
0: do feel like you made compromises. Absolutely, yeah. definitely. Okay. And that's something that people should be ready to do. Absolutely, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. That no was problem. very insightful. So here, we love playing games. Yeah. And we've got a game for you today, and it's Would You Rather. So we have played this before, but we've got a new set of questions, especially for you. Yay. So let's get started. I'll just get them up. All right. So, if you were reborn in a new life, would you rather be alive in the past or in the future?
1: I think the future.
0: Because you want to see... Because you know a bit about the past?
1: Yeah, and I think, like, even the past was great. It's definitely, like, in terms of, like, social rights and stuff. It's only going to get better. And also, like, medicine, I would rather... No,
0: you would rather have some modern medicine. (laughs) Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: I think the future's always better.
0: (laughs) This one is... Like, this one's, I think, quite a good some food for thought and something I'd like to hear opinion on. Would you rather be totally free or be totally safe?
1: That is intense. That That should be an essay question for somebody. I know.
0: That's, that is an essay question.
1: (laughs) Um, Oh, I think totally free.
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: And I think that's something that I learned moving out of home as well.
0: (laughs) Bringing it back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) is It is like, Something like I just was less safe living alone than I was with my family, right, and yeah. like the freedom I think was worth it. And I think overall, yeah, totally free, not totally safe. Totally free. But
0: you have to learn to be totally safe,
1: exactly, and make
0: yourself totally mm-hmm. safe. So That'd yeah, be. okay. Would you rather experience the beginning of Planet Earth or the end of Planet Earth?
1: Ooh. Is it all
0: really tough?
1: This is really hard. Yeah. Um, probably the beginning, because so I feel like the end will be like a giant like. Inferno, right. black hole being sucked into the sun, disaster. So, <laughs> the beginning. The
0: beginning. Okay. Would you rather have free Wi? Wife- this is going to be hard for you because I know I've <laughs> seen your social media. I know you love <laughs> vlogging, I know you love Instagram. Yeah. I know you love Facebook. So it's going to be hard. But I also know you love coffee and tea. Oh no! Oh no! So, <laughs> would you rather have? Do you like? Co- Do you drink coffee? All the time. All the time. Okay. Would you rather have free Wi-Fi wherever you go, or have free coffee? Wherever you want, or whenever you want.
1: I'm gonna say free coffee, I think. Right, because I reckon you can get some pretty good data plans on (laughs) your phone if you have the cheap one. What if I
0: change it to would you rather have no Wi Fi or no coffee?
1: And then I'd say I would want the Wi Fi, definitely.
0: And have no coffee? Yeah. Yeah, because Sam is elaborate on (laughs) social media. Like, Christmas time, you need to be following him because that's where, that's where it's at. <laughs> Would you rather get away with lying every time or always know that someone is lying? I don't
1: know.
0: You've gotten away with lying a couple yeah. of times. <laughs> we were actually talking about some of the times Sam's gotten away with lying. Yeah,
1: I think I'm a good enough liar that I want to know when someone else is lying. Because I reckon no matter what, I'm probably going to get gonna away
0: You're going to get away with away. lying. Well, he, he, is, he does have a diploma in theater so he's good at making it he's a trained liar so he's no guys he's very very good at it i've seen it firsthand trust (laughs) me um but okay so someone is lying. so that's all the questions thank you so much for being on the university podcast and thank you to all our listeners for listening to our first podcast of the year as always we will we're always on instagram at university podcast and facebook at university podcast So give us a follow and a like and we'll see you very soon with another podcast bye bye